Welcome everybody to the most charismatic podcast of all time. A show that really does have the force and the touch. It's Two Brown Babies Podcast. How you doing, my government brother? I'm doing quite all right, big bro. So, what have you been up to? Ah, see. Well, um, why, why would you ask this question? You, you know what I've been up to. Nothing. What? Like, um, well, actually, hold on. I shouldn't say that. I, uh, earlier this week, I was lucky enough to get to attend a nice concert downtown at the illustrious, the storied Fillmore Theater downtown. Town, downtown Detroit, right on Woodward. And I saw a concert there of some 41 and Simple Plan. Mm-hmm. So, so that was real cool, because uh, some 41, something I forgot, is that uh, they did the theme song to one of the Scooby-Doo series, and uh, they played that song during the night, and I had a nice... Uh, time to go back to my uh, adolescence uh, listening to that tune. So that was cool. So it, it was a nice concert going experience and yeah, so that was pretty fun. Prior to that I got to eat at a really nice Italian restaurant downtown in the Eastern Market area. It's called uh, Amore de Roma. What did you have at Amore de Roma? Alright. Sounds at, good. Yeah, let's see here. Oh. What I had there was the, uh, I had a glass of wine, a glass of red wine, and the seafood linguine, so that was wonderful. It had some shrimps, scallops, and clams, uh-huh. and of course linguine with, I believe, olive oil-based sauce. So the creme of the creme you had. I'm glad you had a good time, a good meal, a good concert. Yeah. That is fantastic, my friend. So, uh, let me, t- well, my day was, my week has been, you know, pretty eventful or fun. I mean, no calamities, no, nobody got dusted. Uh, me and my brother, we watched the last episode of, um, man and the Masters of the Universe, the one by Kevin Smith, because there are actually two uh, on Netflix right now. So, this is the one with Kevin Smith, and you know what? It was actually pretty good. It was a good uh, culmination of the um, second season. Um, this is a non this shouldn't be a spoiler, but uh, I do love the end because it does set up Kordak. Um, this is interesting, so... It was um, really good as far as they explored the mythos. And as a, as a kid, a uh, kid of the 80s, who didn't want to say, By the power of Grayskull, I have the power! He-Man! He-Man! <laughs> and, yes, yeah, so I really enjoyed the... Um, the voice talent, the animation was dope. Um, it was pretty nice. Uh, what were your thoughts? Let's see. Um, well, it, uh, somebody who didn't watch the original 22-minute uh, toy commercial of the 80s, I have a, a, a different perspective on the series. Um, uh, I enjoyed um, Sarah Michelle Gellar's voice acting. So. Seeing Buffy uh, do some work is, is nice, I suppose. Uh, but um, overall, it um, like I don't know. It's just interesting that Netflix first with the Transformers uh, series and now this, they're, they're they're doing these really short. I mean, they're 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 solid outings, but it's just kind of like um, well, not kind of. It's very short seasons, and so they tell a story, and the story is engaging but you could just say hey you know if you it'd be nice if it was a little longer you know you know because it's good stuff it's good stuff and like i 
did not, like I said, I didn't watch the, the first run. But I do know that this is definitely a more um, narrative-based version of He-Man, because the old episodes were like, just like, hey, Skeletor is doing something bad, He-Man turns into He-Man at the end and stops on the end, rinse, repeat, you know. Uh, very, like, um, very procedural in that regard. And I think that bringing it into a new era and introducing its new fans is great. It's unfortunate that by bringing more of the focus to Tila, many people got uh, uh, butt hurt. Very, 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 but very butt hurt. You know, how, 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 did this this is He Man show. How dare He Man not be front and center? And uh, well, I mean, I enjoyed it. You know, it, it, you know, it had a lot of interesting moments. You know, particularly um, somebody just saying, "You're not dying," and just saying. <laughs> Uh, it's my time to go. No, it's not. I'm just your 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 ascension is canceled. You're staying here, little one. It's just like a, no. Wait, wait. It's like in the Constantine movie when uh with the Keanu Reeves where uh, Tilda Swinton's character did the same thing. Like, oh, I'm dying. I I I did the right thing. Nope. Nope. Uh, you're staying right down here. You son of a gun. You stop my plot so you get to be miserable on Earth. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch Constantine. I'm going to think about it. John Constantine. But I, I did like the the end where uh, Orko was, got a reprieve from death. Again, like, hey. Just because. Just because it's evil ends that you know what, honey. Not today. Take my Han. Take my... It's like the opposite of uh, T uh, Terminator. You got to lure me into the, the pits. I order you not to die. I order you. I have now. I know why you cry, and that's when Arnold Schwarzenegger perished into the flames, only to come back many times in different Terminator incarnations. Yeah. But as a kid, that was fantastic. I mean, that was just a nice peppering of um of violence with sci-fi and. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger was able to emote emotion, emote emotion. Eh, eh, you know, kind of redundancy, but you know, he was able to show emotions. So I really enjoyed Terminator Two, uh, one of the best sci-fi action films ever. And uh, you can take that to the bank. And uh, you know, James Cameron, you are a revolutionary. I'm not sold on Avatar Two. It seems like another movie, but um, that that came up. That was a trailer. Um, so we saw our first trailer for Avatar 2, and that's an upcoming movie, and it looks pretty interesting, but it's like, meh, meh, meh. What were your thoughts on Avatar 2? Uh, it finally appeared. You know, they've been talking about James Cameron's Avatar saga, and it's just going to be like, multiple sequels, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's just going to be a theatrical and cinematic epic narrative. I mean, I, I cannot deny that Avatar was, is a very pretty movie, but um, I, 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 I didn't much care for it. I mean, it wasn't a bad film, it was a very solid film, you know, it, was, it told a story, but I, I like, if, if you took away the CGI, it would, nobody would give a crap about this film. Period, you know. And I, I remember, um, I, I remember that uh, I had a conversation with you know good old dad many moons ago, and he says, "Well, what, it's our, I heard you, you recently saw um, Slumdog Millionaire and um, uh, Benjamin Button, and like, which movie did you like better, like, Slumdog Millionaire?" Like, look, Benjamin Button is just a very standard romantic movie with, with a, also kind of uh, the biopic, the period piece element in it, but at the end of the day, it's entirely built around the the um, fantastical premise of a person aging in reverse. But it, it, so that's on top of a romance and like a life narrative. So to me, the movie wasn't different. You know, it, you know, it was a, a unique spin, but it you know was a pretty standard narrative as opposed to Slumdog Millionaire, which was based upon an actual true story. Short. I mean, they, they dramatized it. But the events of Slumdog actually happened-ish, 
And so that made me think the movie was more interesting than a film that, again, was just a romance film that had a different hook. You know? that, that's just me. So uh, to Avatar, solid film, but you know, just really relying on the CGI, I didn't think it was all that much besides that. Boy, look at my brother going back in time with the classic Slumdog Millionaire and um, Benjamin Button um, reboot as far as uh, who should have won. I mean, who should have won? I mean, it's kind of like the old argument, should Michael Caine have won instead of Michael Clark Duncan? Well, obviously Michael Clark Duncan should have won because the justification was that you know, Michael, Michael Caine's not going to live much longer, and he's never going to act again, and he'll never get an opportunity to get nominated. So let's give it to the old geezer, Michael Caine. Um, he's still alive, by the way. He's still acting. Um, Mr. Duncan is not. Yeah, so the moral of the story, give it to the person that deserves that Oscar. It's like a slap in the face. Who knew that this year... We would actually have a slap in the face of the Oscar. Yeah, uh, puns! Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, yes. Well, the reason why we... And Avatar was a slap in the face to the MCU, by the way, because they re-released it for a moment so it can overtake uh, Endgame, I believe. Boo! Boo on that! MCU shall always be supreme, supreme and great. <sighs> but it, the only reason we saw the Avatar trailer was because we saw the main event. The movies of movies. The showstopper. <laughs> the icon. The genetic jackhammer. Oh, hell yeah! The little things have to do with Doctor Strange, but we went to go see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And quick, James. Not quick, but what were your thoughts? Quick, quick. I thought we were supposed to be making the whole episode about this. It is a whole episode. What's, what, what, you're, 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 you're phrasing it. Anywho. Oh, yeah, it's my phrasing. Sorry. Multiverse of Madness was not quick. Right. It was quite good. So... I'm like James, I, have the first. Um, I enjoyed this. this film uh, a good deal. You know, um, uh, it needs to be stated though. Don't take young kids to see this movie. It is very graphic at parts. Um, I don't know how they Sam Raimi got away with this. I mean, seriously. I don't know how Sam Raimi got away with a few of the scenes that are in this final cut. They are quite explicit and pushed at PG-13 rating. I, you know, they got to, you know this interesting loophole that if you don't show a lot of blood, it's somehow not graphic, despite it clearly showing certain things happening that are in fact quite gruesome. So, um, yeah. Um, movie's pretty dark. Uh, a lot of people talked about, you know, it having horror elements, and that's true. But it's kind of hard for me to see it as a horror movie when the central characters are part of a shared universe. You know, like it'd be one thing if you know, like the main characters were all like you know, introduced for like Rogue One. Like it, it could have definitely have a horror element if it was a Rogue One situation. Where, like who are these people? Then they're introduced, and then Wanda mowed them down one by one until either none or one is left at the end. But it's like, well, who is she trying to kill? Um, this newly introduced character, um, Doctor Strange, Wong. Um, I'm, 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 I, I, I don't recommend gambling, but I don't feel like any of those people are going to die. So, uh, and spoilers, they didn't. They didn't. I mean, they, they definitely put horror elements in, but as far as, you know, the sense of... Uh, stakes for the main characters that's not there, but well, they, Wong almost died. I mean, he almost fell off, off a mountain. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna die. Almost, you know, it almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, my brother. I mean, yeah. Tony Stark almost died in a spaceship with uh, Nebula. I mean, 
I mean, that counts for something. I mean, ultimately, he did die. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. See, 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 see. Optimus Prime died. Optimus Prime died. And and you you understand the difference? You you mentioned two examples where the character actually died. So you know you're going into the narrative, and it's like, holy crap, Optimus is dead. And it's like maybe he'll be back by the end of the movie. And in credits, he's not back. And the 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 weight of this reality and what. Future episodes of the series will mean without the Transformers Autobot leader, it sinks in. Okay? Because unlike Jack Sparrow and other characters, he doesn't have infinite plot armor. So like no matter I mean seriously, how is Jack Sparrow not dead? He deals with zombie pirates, he deals with the ghost Kraken. pirates, the Kraken. I mean Davy Jones is mutated. So, I mean, he's just a guy. He's just a regular guy. I mean, he should be dead because of the cirrhosis of the liver. He drinks all the time. And the scabies. And the scabies. I mean, Jack Sparrow was quite quite smooth. Um, Speaking of folks that I wish were at least dusted, I I believe it was uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 2 or 3. And we went to the AMC 30 on Mound. (laughs) And these... Idiot kids <laughs> it interrupted my viewing pleasure. They kept talking. I just wanted to say, "Listen, you idiots! I'm trying to watch a movie." <laughs> so remember, when you're at a theater, shut the heck up. Zip it, zip it, zip it, zip it. It'll be good. Speaking, you know, let let me, we'll get back to Multiverse of Madness, but I would like to talk a little bit about the death of Optimus Prime. Now that we kind of, that was a very sad part of my life. I mean, Optimus Prime came in like, like a a man, Megatron must be stopped. No matter the cost, and he starts to transfer, <laughs> and he just kind of takes down the whole Decepticon army with the background of the touch. You got the touch, and he comes rolling. Everybody just started shooting at him. It's like bam, 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 and then you just think he's just gonna save the day, and then Megatron after a fantastic fight. He says, no more, Optimus Prime, no more, For, no more, out of the way, Outrun, out of the way, four, and Optimus was shot. As a kid, that must have been, like, just terrifying, but at least he got the double act tandem glow, and not crap out of Megatron. But that was his last amount of power he had. And he died on the table and turned to a, a gray sobering husk. And it was, I guess, represented that his life force was no more. As, into the Matrix. Into the Matrix. So as a kid, that was, like, terrifying. Because your hero, Optimus Prime, died. All the other Autobots, Ironhide, died. They didn't come back. Like, Rocket Raccoon, they dead. They didn't come back. I mean, they're gone, gone, and they're dead. Gone, gone. Now, they were gone. They, they, they did not come back. There was no resurrection. Well, you know, they did come. Optimus Prime did come back and the return of Optimus Prime, but... At least he stayed dead, dead for a bit. So his death was impactful. It was amazing. It was great. So remember, kids, animated deaths do have meaning. Morph stayed dead for a bit, but he didn't. He came back too. So I guess people really just don't stay dead in the animated or like superhero platform. Green Goblin, he stayed dead, dead for a bit, and he came back like a boss. Said, "Look, I'm back." 
Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, so what's the name of the, the, the tiny Autobot that was inside the grill of Optimus? And the uh, oh, my God. You know, oh, my God. I don't remember. I have his toy. I, I have the toy. Um, I just remember, what's, God, what's his name? I know the other tiny robot was a... Um, I don't remember. Huh. Huh. I don't know. That is a great question. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm stumped. I, I, I am stumped. I don't remember. I guess I'm going to have to figure this out. I guess we'll get back to that. Uh, so besides that, the spark, what, what are the critical functioning spots of a, the a, transformer? Of a transformer? I mean... Like, oh no, they got shot because it's, it's it's a lot like Star Wars, where like bullets either do nothing or oh crap, I'm dead. You know? I mean, there's no in between. If you go Michael Bay, obviously some Transformers they have testicles, so I guess that would be bad. Um, I guess for me, if I'm going on, on movie logic, if you get shot in the sternum, point blank, you're going to probably die. Um, if you get shot full blast. By either Megatron or Galvatron's uh, weapon of choice, you probably will not live to t uh, talk about it. Um, so I guess there's, um, and if you get shot in the head, I mean this is kind of like the, the departed uh, argument: shoot for the head, always shoot for the head. Now I'm not. Now let, let me tell you something: I'm not endorsing real violence. Real violence, bad. I live in Detroit. There's lots of violence on the news. People of Detroit, stop killing each other. Put the guns down, please. Please. <laughs> uh, but in any case, um, the Transformers have other sensitive areas. But if you shoot a Transformer, I believe, and the sternum, for the head, I think that would do it. Um, obviously, there's different um, adaptations that would take liberties with it. Um, if you're thinking about Beast Wars, Dinobot, he had a heroic um, death. So, I mean, I guess it's to the uh, creativity of the, the writers and what how far they can go. So definitely. So um, when we um, come back, we will take a real deep dive into um, the multiverse of madness. We're going to definitely explain, kind of talk about like what are the broader implications of the Fantastic Four being introduced, Reed Richards and Professor X. What's going to happen next? Um, but that will be after we come back from our commercial break. Um, but I will say this though, Dr. Strange, amazing, I can't wait to talk, talk to you about it with my brother, so this could be a great uh, discourse. Make Minds Marble, we'll be back in just a few moments. Welcome back everybody, um, we're here again to talk about the Dr. Strange, um, which we thoroughly enjoyed. So, again, um, government brother, what were your synopsis or takeaways or predictions of where Dr. Strange will uh, take us? <laughs> what multiverse mannequin do you think will happen? Well, um, who's to really say? You know, the, um, like I said, after, you know, they s decided to stick with the time skip between Endgame and Infinity War and saying, hey, uh, they were gone for five years, um, I, you know, was saying, hey, I would do, I, I would be all for a MCU-based movie in that period that has no superheroes in it, just like regular people trying to come to terms with that calamity. I, I would watch that movie. I don't think we're going to get that movie. I mean, they've definitely touched on... Like, in, throughout all these movies, you know, like the end credit scene of Black Widow, 
um, uh, the uh, various, uh, let's see, pretty much every show, post and, and movie, post that happening, has mentioned it in some way, shape, or form, except the Netflix first, because, you know, that was in this weird ghetto, uh, you should say, that you know, they, they, they didn't count, but they did. But anyways, yeah, so we never got that full-on leftovers or, or, or the day after tomorrow, you know, the disaster-style flick where people have to come to terms with half of the world being gone. So, um, the Marvel movies are really good about making, at least for me and many viewers, engaging. Hmm, so what about, but you're not going to see it? So, um, for me, undeniably, uh, that line with Reed, uh, you know, he's identified he has children. And um, if Franklin Richards' reality warping powers exist, I mean, uh, he's going to be coming after Wanda. I mean, they're, they're Earth Wanda, who technically didn't do anything wrong. But, you know, it's kind of hard to explain. Oh, um, it wasn't me. It was me from another Earth acting through me that killed your dad. So, um, so Medusa's going to have some words for Wanda. Um. Mrs. Fantastic's gonna have some words for Wanda. The X-Men are gonna have some words for Wanda because uh, they lost their peoples. Whoever that version of Captain Carter was connected to is gonna have some words with Wanda. And if they say, oh, you know, all right, fine. We can't punish her for the actions that she didn't do of her own free will. That was an alternate version of her. Like, so Doctor Strange, why didn't you kill her? So beforehand, like, so they, they might come into our Earth to have some words. Uh, then, of course, there's that line about the demon cape, you know, saying, hey, you can't possess your own corpse, that's a violation. Like, was that a throwaway line, or is that going to be something that comes into play later? So, uh, th those are, you know, my initial thoughts there, like, uh, what, what, what sees that we planning. Also, the word incursion is used a lot, you know, incursion for, um, you all, it's a reference to the event in the Secret Wars. It's like Secret War was the first mega crossover event written by Jim Shooter, a controversial figure in Marvel. Um, and Secret War was a event that took place on Battleworld, and it involved the Beyonder, an all-powerful being, creating this hodgepodge piecemeal planet, and he took various superheroes and villains and said, slay each other, and whoever survives, I'll grant you whatever you wish. And so that was in the 80s, late 70s or mid 80s in that area. And it was the first of its kind. You know, nowadays, you know, you're getting like one or two mega events a year. You know, maybe, you know some people are kind of sick of it. But anywho, it wasn't it wasn't a common thing back then. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you had Secret War, and then not uh, decades later, there was Secret Wars, and this comic event brought a close to the. Marvel Ultimate Universe, Earth 1610, and as it came into conflict with the main line Earth of Marvel Comics 616, which is another thing to talk about, which is now they're saying that the MCU Earth is 616 in reference to comics, but if you go to Marvel's website, they've officially already given enumeration to the MCU, so we'll see what happens, and, and it's not 616, but I mean, they can do whatever they want, so that's just a little quibble. Anywho, so Secret Wars, it brought an end to the Ultimate Universe and saw some characters, Miles Morales and a handful of others, come over to the main 616, but the rest of it, dead. And so um, it'd be interesting to see how the incursion goes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and if it will have anything to do with uh, secret invasion. Very good synopsis. Um, I too, I mean, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness uh, was extraordinary. It was a, a nice escapism. Is it like in my top ten of MCU films? I'm not sure yet, but it's definitely in that next tier. It might even be further up. I need to see it again. Um, the MCU has really set the bar high as far as expectations of films. That being said, I really enjoyed the growth of, of Stephen Strange as far as you saw the beats as far as you got to learn a little bit more about him. Um, it, it really was kind of like you know, some special story about Doctor Strange and 
pristine source above that um, goes across every universe. And um, it's also about choices. Is that we are, for every choice, can create a different universe. And uh, so I just thought it was just really well done. I thought Sam Raimi knew it was a Sam Raimi film because of the horror aspect and a lot of the practical effects that weren't all CGI. So I thought it was really enjoyable. I felt that some of the introductions of uh, America Chavez uh, fantastic. Uh, the actress who uh, played her was beautiful. I thought that this is probably one of her um, first, uh, you know, since we're starting. Her name is uh, Orchie Gomez, and she was quite good. I mean, she held her own with the likes of uh, Elizabeth Olsen and uh, Benjamin Cumberbatch, who um, is an Academy Award winner. And uh, I just thought it was really interesting. She really kind of grabbed her scene. She made the most of her for screen time. I was really happy to see um, Chadwick Ejiofor um, create a fantastic Baron Mortal. It was good. And, uh, but the one who stars was Elizabeth Olsen. Um, WandaVision was quite good. Um, enjoyed it. And at the end, she was looking into the dark hole. So you could see that it has corrupted her. And um, spoilers everybody! She's presumed dead, but unless you see the actual corpse with a body, she's probably not dead. But you, uh... Well, we saw Loki's corpse in, in Endgame. He was dead. He died. That version died. But Loki, from a different universe, from a different branch, he's still alive. But the Loki from the 616 present day, he dead. He dead. But the Loki, uh, it created a branch reality. So, yes, that Loki, um, he, di he died. But there is a Loki out there. There's many Lokis. Many, many Lokis. Um, so yeah, for, for that sake, uh, Wanda Maximal, uh, Scarlet Witch, um, showed that she had Omega level power. Now, they didn't call her a mutant, but she's an Omega level threat. And, um, she really meant business. She was quite, as we might say, reasonable. So, I enjoyed it. Um, other like takeaways, obviously, yeah. The, let's talk about the Illuminati. We had um, Charles Xavier. That was not a surprise. It was in the trailer. And, I mean, where, where do you go from there? Because obviously, when the credits is for the X-Men 97, it was not technically the Fox Universe. Uh, Charles Xavier plays a different one, and uh, it's just interesting. I'd like to see that backstory. I know if it's '97, we are going to get that backstory, um, or we already do. We already have the backstory. But then um, you had John Krasinski, who played Mr. Fantastic, and he did a good job. I mean. He, he portrayed the arrogance of <laughs> Dr. Sh uh, uh, Reed Richards. I mean, why would you just go up to the Scar of the Witch and say, hey, you know, um, and obviously he did not do his homework. But then again, I'm kind of mad because he should have done his homework because he's Reed Richards. So just telling uh, Scarlet, hey, you know, if a black rope doesn't talk, um, <laughs> so that, that was interesting. And then answer about He's able to really redeem himself as Black Bull. I thought the one scene he had where he had to uh, take down Doctor Strange with one one word. I thought it was really well done. That shows you the strength and power of Black Bull. So we'll see what happens going forward with the Inhumans. But that was a good introduction. And of course, you had um, Captain Carter. That was a good job. Really good job. And along with um, uh, Captain Marvel, played by Miss Lynch, who uh, was fantastic in the most recent uh, James Bond film. But I thought it was just a good uh, rock. I mean, just fantastic. Just a good, good rock. Uh, Wong, he was fantastic. He was really good, a good uh, sidekick, as far as he is the actual uh, master of the Mystic Arts and the Sorcerer Supreme. So, um, really interesting. 
Mephisto? You heard it first. When I get Mephisto, because that was the big uh, hubbubaloo that could happen with um, the WandaVision. When we get um, Mephisto. So I guess he's going to have to answer the, the hell or a demon or something. So we'll see. That's a nice little plot point. Um, yeah, they could do an Aster, who was part of the Inferno storyline. Uh, that was a demon in Limbo. Uh, they could do. Um, Belasco, who, who captured Ilyana Rasputin, and they could uh, do Satanish. They've got a lot of demons. Of course, Caton. I mentioned Caton. They did miss Caton. He was mentioned. So um, we'll see what happens as far as what the future of Doctor Strange. Uh, I mean, just going forward, we had the cut scene of the amazing um, Charlie Staron, who's a fantastic actor. Uh, little known fact, Charisse Daron was in a movie with Keanu Reeves, and that was a double counterfeit. Uh, back in the day, that really scared my government brother. I mean, he was just freaked out, so I kind of kind of just watched it, someone was turning on. I know it was disturbing, but then I said, God, I don't want to be disturbed. But that was kind of disturbing, too, because he had the devil, and he had Al Pacino saying, I'm the fan of man! And it's like, wow. Matter of fact, if Al Pacino wants to play Mephisto, go for it. I love it. Um, Due to Scorsese's kind of negative stance on comic book movies, I feel like he, he might show solidarity to a, a man that has given him so many good roles and, 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 and turned down the MCU. Scorsese, Scorsese, Scorsese. Like these hot stuff. Yes, he did make um, good fellows and a lot of fantastic movies. So. We, uh, I pay homage to you, um, Mr. Corsese, because you have uh, made some fantastic films. But, uh, you know, wh where does Dr. Strange and the Monster Burst and Madness go? I mean, he talks about his excursions, uh, incursions, and um, obviously, Chef, um, you know, Chef. Honestly, I, I had to think about who she was at the end of the film. Like, oh, yeah, because her hair. And the uh, uh, Marvel Legends is a little bit more poopy, but they went more classic, so, you know, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what dimensions they go to next. And then, obviously, there's a lot of things they could do as far as can the um, Earth 838, I believe, can they go to Earth 616? Can the remaining mutants go and get revenge? I mean, that could happen. Um, how about the Fantastic Four? Because, yes, uh, James, you did uh, astutely mention that Reed Richards said he has kids, plural. So they're going kind of like accurate. So hopefully, for the Earth 616, um, they will be adults and they will be a family. That would be like my, uh, my wish. So you have a, a nuclear family. We'll see what definitely happens. They're cosmic irradiated, not nuclear irradiated. Come on. Oh, oh nuclear family. Oh, I yeah, see yeah, what yeah, you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waka, waka waka. Waka waka waka. Um, so I am excited about who will ultimately play the Fantastic Four. Now, obviously, if you're going totally comic accurate, then it stands to reason that uh, Reed Richards would have to be married to. Um, a black woman or someone of monster racial descent. Well, because he is related to Kang the Conqueror. I Thank mean, you. And? And? It's like a thousand years from now. A thousand years? Just saying. Just saying. That's just what I want. I mean, that's just what I so want. So you want Halle Berry to be missing? No! Halle Berry must stay away from all Marvel <laughs> movies. All DC movies. Just stay away. She has, I mean, she's a stunning woman. Please, stay away. You know what happens with Holly Berry? Uh, is in a movie? The same thing that happens to everybody else. Yes, there you go. Worst line ever! Ever! And it's not the Holly Berry. 
It was a horrible storm. She was just miscast. I mean, she's a. She, they could. I know that she could play like more of an edgier storm. I could, but she's too pretty. She's too pretty. Um, that was the script she was given. Well, you know they. Um, I mean, anybody who wasn't Magneto, Professor Rex, Mystique, or Wolverine got treated terribly in those films. Well, if you can get four out of four people correct, why don't you get everybody correct? They didn't have the time or inclination. Full cocky. Full cocky. Look, X-Men 1 was an X-Men film, and from that point on, it was Wolverine and Friends. I don't know. (laughs) Yes, it was. It was Wolverine and Friends. So, there's been rumors that there would be like a Wolverine anthology series where he would get his own Disney Plus show. I would be all for that because yeah, Wolverine is a very interesting character, but it doesn't run the whole show. There's other fascinating characters, such as uh, Scott Summers, who got the short end of the suit. Jean Grey, oh god, Sophie Turner. God, why do people like Sophie Turner so much? Um, she was, she's a good actor, but she's so wooden. I mean, oh, I'm Jean Grey. I'm the Darcy. She has the same wooden look. It's like, I mean, I wonder, I know she's married to, I think, one of the styles or somebody, but it's like the same look when she's making love. <laughs> like the same blank stare. I mean, that's what I look at when I, when I think, like, God, you're so boring as Jean Grey. Not Famke Jensen was fantastic. I mean, she was good. Not great, but she was really good. Um, she was good, honestly. She got her start as a Bond girl. And she played this, this villain that had these beautiful legs. And yes, she does have some beautiful legs. Beautiful legs. Um, was that a Bronson Bond movie? Yes, that was a Bronson um, a Bond movie. Fantastic movie. I think it was Golden Eye, quite honest. I believe. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was quite interesting. But yes, uh, when they introduced the mutants, like Kevin Feige said, I just want some good. I just want some good actors that will have a good story. You don't have to rush it out. You can have mutants for the next twenty years of your life. Just do it correctly. I don't want. I I want you to be creative, be bold. Look, I get it. You want child, you want Magneto to be um, the father of Scarlet Witch. That may not happen. I, mean, I think you're projecting, Paul. I hope it doesn't happen. For me, this is my opinion. Bring in Magneto. Just, in, just introduce Polaris too. There you go. Polaris is the often not known daughter of Magneto. She's more interesting anyway. Lorna Dane. But yes, that's just me. And so if I were uh, to introduce Magneto, I would have Lorna Dane. Lorna Dane as the daughter. And keep it moving. Just keep it moving. And you, you can't have Magneto in a concentration camp. He'd be in this MCU timeline, he'd be like 150 years old. Okay, I'm not believing that a. 150 year old man who does have to have some physicality would be uh, around right now. So, no, please. You can go younger. You can kind of adapt the story. You adapt the story of Iron Man. So, you can adapt the story for Magneto. Why don't you adapt the story for Charles Xavier, too? Here's a good, um, a good casting for um, Charles Xavier. Lance Reddick. He uh, was the concierge for John Wick, Mr. Wick, Mr. Wick, but he has these imposing uh, eyes. He's also in the wire, but he just has this perfect bald head. He just oozes machismo. He's a good-looking man too. So there you go. So my choice, my my uh, inspired choice for the X-Men, uh, Charles Xavier would be Lance Reddick. Um, and then I also would go Benicio de Toro, not Benicio de Toro, but Javier Bardem as Magneto. That's my, those are my choices. And um, there were some unknowns for um, for Scott Summers and Jean Grey and 
Drive Maple Marine. KTS Hugh Jackman was the pinnacle Marine after right now. But we can we can always find someone different. That's great. Because let's remember that if it wasn't for Mission Impossible 2, uh, Doug Ray Scott would have been uh, Wolverine. So think about that. Think about how things could have been different in the Earth right now. That we could be walking around with Doug Ray Scott. Would the would the accident even be good if it was Doug Ray Scott? Huh? Things to wonder about. Things to wonder about. So yes, this going forward, definitely looking forward to um, who's going to be the X Men? Who's going to be Cap? Who's going to be in the cast of um, the Fantastic Four? What's going to happen there? And then obviously Doctor Doom and who's going to be Doctor Doom? So. How much younger would Vigo Mortensen need to be for him to be in the running for his casting as Magneto? How old is Vigo Mortensen? He's got to be in his 60s. Well, let's look this up. I think Vigo Mortensen would be great at Magneto, by the way. Um, that'd be, that's kind of ironic because he uh, uh, acted with Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. He was Magneto. Um, yeah, he is. <laughs> He is 63 years old. So, so, I mean, I guess. I mean, 63 years old, I think he could do it. I mean, okay. He was 48. He's 48. <laughs> he is married to uh, Ariana Gill. That's a good name. Um, I mean, oh, fun fact about Charlize Theron, she is an African American. Yes, 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 she is. She is born in South Africa. And I guess now she is for so yes, she is an African American, beautiful African American. I mean, I, I'm all Portuguese, so I'm like, Woo! Alfredo. Alfredo, Alfredo, Alfredo. Um, I guess you could also have Sean Bean as Magneto, but that's probably not a good thing because that means Sean Bean would die. And we want Magneto to be around for a long period of time. Well, if it comes from anybody in the comments who had the most kind of fake out this. I you know, he's up there Joker, Magneto. <laughs> yeah. Um Kingpin's died a few times. He's bad. So there's just so many things that we could do. So I as far as Doctor Strange, I would give it about an eight. I really enjoyed it. Um it's just fantastic. Went again went with Joey Solomon, who shut out to you. Uh Andre. Uh, he's not he's a Giant of a man, giant co-worker, but he has hard to go. Forrest, shout out to you, my friend. Thank you for coming out. And obviously my government brother, he was there too. So just a fun, good time. Um, I would encourage you to see Doctor Strange. You would enjoy it. It's not real, so use your imagination. And uh, yeah. I would like to state for the record. That's going off of the um, the uh, little <laughs> eagle-eared goers might have detected a uh, bit of a tune that was playing when Charles Xavier, you know, hovered up in his iconic yellow wheelchair from the '90s animated series, and so that that set the the internet ablaze because well. At the end of that series, he went off to space the Shi'ar Empire because he was sick and they needed advanced technology to heal him. So it's like, is, is are they just referencing that series? Are they saying that at this point he's come back and he's now running the X Men again? Like, there's questions, you know. There's a lot of questions there. And so, was it just a reference, or you know, because you know, so that that's not the you know voice of the animated uh, Charles Xavier. So there's questions. There's a lot of questions. And there's also, um, you know dovetailing off of a previous statement by my brother in regards to the arrogance of Reed Richards. I, I liked how in that element I got the horror feel because, you know, there there were they were hit and miss. Like the, the sequence where Scarlet Witch is running after them in that hallway, it's like I mean, like like I mentioned in the first half, like nothing I just nothing's gonna happen. So I, I just I couldn't feel a sense of stakes there. But in horror movies, it's common for people who are supposed to be competent to just be really dumb. And so, in that instance, it's like, hey, either the police won't believe you, 
or they'll show up in the most ineffectual way possible to deal with this threat. So, so if it's, if it's a normal guy with a knife, like they won't show up, or they show up too late. If it's a supernatural person, they, they actually do shoot the person, but their bullets are irrelevant. So here you have Reed Richards, who is capable of solving a problem, but instead of coming at it like, this is a threat, and this is a big deal, like, ah, we can handle your witch, we're good. And they show up, and like, all right, let's, let's just have a conversation with a woman who has gone across dimensions to find someone to kill them so that they can have this wife that they've always wanted. Surely they'll be open to reason. But, and that, 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 that wasn't a good forethought, but it, and it makes sense if you're going off of horror movie rules that says that smart people are going to be gallingly stupid. Now, also, I, they, it's interesting that they uh, apparently added in uh, Black Bolt and Reed Richards later in the game. And so, like, originally it was, uh, of course, Carter and Captain Marvel, they were always there. And I think it was supposed to be as a kind of interesting Easter egg, Balder, the brother yes. of Thor. So. Daniel Craig was supposed to play Balder. Um, Bond? Yes. That was going to be like a big surprise. I think the internet would have been broken if that was the case. But you know what? Um, maybe that's time. Or maybe you could play Dr. You know what? If I could pick a Dr. Doom, why not Daniel Craig? You're going to do his best Christoph Waltz impression? <laughs> You know, Christoph Waltz would be actually a really good um, Dr. Um, Dr. Doom also. But Daniel Craig is 54, so he's been this for the next 10 years. He's married to the beautiful Rachel Weisz, who was in um, The Mummy. So, very strapping young man. So, I mean, that's like a family. He's just a serious face. I mean, just serious. Like, chisel, like, don't mess with me. I'm James Bond. I'm going to jack you up. Not, he's not Pierce Bronson by any way. I mean, Pierce Bronson just had that swag, that British, like, I'm Phil Murphy. Hey, we can have fun together. I'm gonna, it's going to be a fun time when I kill you. When, it, when you see, uh, Pierce, when you see uh, Daniel Craig, it's like, I'm going to F you up. Do not mess with me. I'm James Bond. I am going to destroy you. I'm going to eviscerate you. And that's what, yeah. So... By the way, the last James Bond film was Spiker. Uh, since it's been long enough, um, James Bond's last one ended up with him being uh, pulverized by a, by a bomb, a, a missile. So, um, just very interesting. So it's a bomb! It's a bomb, it's a bomb. So, yeah, going forward, we got, um, we got Miss Marvel coming out in Disney Plus. We have a store uh, coming out. And, um, and obviously we have Black Panther coming out in the fall, and we'll see how they go. So we just have um, a plethora of uh, good Marvel contact. We have um, Kenobi coming out soon, and it's just pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. So you've got a lot of interesting um, Marvel content. If you have a chance, everybody, there's a new Chippendale. Um, movie that's going to be coming to Disney Plus. I would definitely uh, tell you to relate to that and look at that. It's a really good trailer and I think that's going to be a fantastic movie. It kind of remnants of uh, Roger Rabbit back in the day. Um, Hulu has canceled Moldock. I'm very sorry about that. Actually, you know, it was kind of annoying after a while. So, you know what? They're also developing a Twisted Metal series. Uh, is there anything else you want to kind of share about news or just like final uh, conclusions for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Yes. I would also like to add that um, many people have been critical of Wanda, not you know just for the, hey, I'm going to murder people to get my happy ending, but just the kind of head-scratching nature of why didn't she just make her kids again? Um, that, that, that wasn't something that they really were able to answer. Maybe some deleted scenes, but, I mean, she made a vision and she made kids once, so, I mean, is it stating that these alternate Earths, those kids are biological? So, like, her and the vision bump uglies? Like, there, there's questions there. But the, the, the main thing I'm interested in is, like, like you said, we didn't see the body, so she may not be alive 
or she may be dead. You know, they pulled away from Vision ending the last Ultron drone. What did you say? May not be alive or may be dead. What if they dead? What did that just mean they're dead? I mean, yeah. she's dead. I mean, when you think about that statement, you just said you just said she's dead. She's dead. We all see the lie. She may be dead, she may be alive, we do not know. It's possible, you know, if she was able to destroy the dark hole across multiverses, then, you know, I wouldn't put it past her to be able to seed her essence in the human population, at least on that one Earth. So now we'll get mutants that way, or a mutant class on Earth popping up with powers. That could be how we get mutants in, in on 616 MCU Earth. So that's just kind of food for thought. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, are they going to stick with the dream thing? Because like, if they, they were pretty prevalent in this movie, that you know, many dreams are you experiencing the lives of your alternate selves. Will that just be for Doctor Strange, or will that you know be down the line a consistent uh, motif? I think it'll just be for this movie, but it'd be cool if they kept it. Uh, yeah, I wonder if we'll see Sidorak at any time. That would be nice. I mean, I would love a... Cytoric, I have no idea how to pronounce that. I would say Cytoric. I would love to have a kind of accurate juggernaut being known as juggernaut. Take a shot every time he says comic book accurate. (laughs) Comic book accurate. uh, Comic book accurate. Uh, Yes. So I I really... You definitely... um, Definitely have a... um, good perspective on everything. Um, so, oh yes, I uh, recently, I did see a movie that also kind of focuses on um, multiverse, is uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Go see this film. It is fantastic. It really kind of talks about, and it, got, mm-hmm. it focuses on interdimensional mm-hmm. rupture unravels reality and a likely mm-hmm. hero must channel for newfound power to fight Bizarre and bewildering danger from the from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. Fantastic. Funny thing is, I uh, was having a conversation with a, da- a dad about this film. He said, "Hey, it's like that show on uh, on NBC." Yeah, similarly, yes, but it was different. So I quite I enjoyed the film. They had an all-star cast of Michelle Yeoh, young uh, Stephanie Pucho. Uh, Kehu Kwan, like Kehu Kwan, uh, he uh, 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 Oh, how would you say, Cam? I K-ho. wouldn't even attempt it. I mean, I, I think that's how you say it. Um, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, fantastic actor. Yeah. And the impeccable James Holmes. He um, was in Big, Big Trouble in Little China and a lot of other movies uh, from back in the day. If I remember correctly, I believe he also was in uh, Mortal Kombat. I could be wrong. Um, is Shang Tsung? Um, what we said, I mean, he's had a long career. He started his career in 1954. Um, so he's been around for a long time. He was in The Blade Runner. He was in The Golden Child as Dr. Holmes. Um, he was in the Black Widow, not the Black Widow that we're talking about right now. He, oh my God, I forgot. He was in Tango and Cash. Wow. He played Quan. He said, yeah. He's uh, been everywhere. Everywhere all at once. So He was in Wayne Worlds too. Um, Body Trouble. The Shadow. Oh, yes, right. I did enjoy The Shadow. That's another underrated um, movie. He was also in Tank Girl. Oh, man, that takes me back in the day. Um... Yes, there's in Bloodsport 3. Wow, 
leaking all over the place. Um, so maybe he wasn't in there. Anymore. But this guy, he has had a litany and a, a prolific career. He was voicing Kung Fu Panda 2, Kung Fu Panda 3. If you can get voice work, you can make a lot of money. You don't have to be your house. So, um, definitely. So I'm, um, he's also, um, in this really good uh, show called Turning Red. I hear that's really good. So I may have to take that up. He was a voice talent in Batman, Soul of the, uh, the Dragon. So, James Hong, thank you so much for your work. Please go see this movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once. It's actually, it might be a more concise version of Mase vs. Humanity. It's just different. So uh, I would definitely encourage you to see it. But really focus on love as far as one decision will kind of encourage you to do something else. So we all are influenced by a decision. If we decide to stay at home, leave our home, go become an astronaut, every decision creates uh, a different path. So if I could tell you one thing, my beautiful audience, make sure that you have whatever path that you do take, be happy with. Because you sometimes can't change that path. Sometimes you can't. So, um, I definitely would encourage you to see this film. I really enjoyed it as far as it made you think. Um, it was also a relationship between uh, for love as far as uh, mother and, um, and daughter relationship. But then also, you get married, you kind of get stuck in a rut. And sometimes you forget to kind of remember that you have a husband. Remember why you got it. Um, so those were good, like, uh, beats in the movie. Uh, and, yeah, it was just ultimately about love, empathy, um, opening your mind and your heart and learning to listen. So um, I truly enjoyed the film. Uh, I truly enjoyed Dr. Strange. I honestly would give everything always, I would give that a nine. I truly enjoyed that film. It was good. It's fantastic. So go see this film also. And um, I look forward to, we both look forward to talking to you uh, uh, fairly soon before our next episode. So, um, any other closing remarks, uh, my government brother? Oh, when you mentioned Tank Girl, it made me think back to the old uh, animes you used to record on your VHS. Uh, there was one like a group of girls like, on a, in a desert on a sand speeder or something. That's pro not Project Echo. I think that's what it was. Yeah. It was Project Echo, yes. Okay. Um, Sounds right. Yes, they had the uh, beautiful women, and yes. So this, oh man. Uh, so let me before we end. As a teenager and a child, we would have anime. This is before Cartoon Network. So the Sci-Fi Channel would have their cartoon like every year. They would have like a special where they have uh, Project Akira, Project Echo, um, and a few other sci-fi shows. I said, man, this is amazing. I mean, just amazing. So I just go downstairs and forward and, and watch it. So that would be like a, a weekend and I would stay up and watch cartoons. I mean, that was great. That was my childhood and playing video games. So, um, so definitely. We also had the Novi Comic Con. I didn't really feel like going to that one because I wasn't impressed with the panels I've seen, cosplay, but we will be going to a Comic Con at some point, hopefully this year. Um, so yeah. Oh yeah, we uh, also watched Robot Chicken. That's still going on strong. Oh, you know what? Before we go, there is, I, we, uh, we uh, watched Netflix yesterday. And Mike Myers is making a comeback, my friend. Um, he has a show called Pentaberant. See, this, go watch the show. It's fantastic. It's funny. It's about a secret occult organization. Needs to say, Mike Myers plays all of the characters, mostly. And uh, it's quite relevant and funny as far as what is happening current day. So, if you have a moment in time, Please watch Pantabinet. Um, very good. 
Speaking of Scorsese, when are these Departed sequels or prequels coming out? Are they still in the works? Or is it <sighs> well, is Jack Nicholson still after? I mean, he's not. He's, I mean, he's dead though. I mean, no, Jack Nicholson is still alive. No, the character. The character. Yeah, he did get shot in the head. I mean, everybody got shot in the head. Anthony Anderson got shot in the head. Everybody got shot in the head, except for Mark Wahlberg. He stayed alive. He did the last headshot. He did the last headshot. I'm like, oh my god. Matt Damon, like, God, he was just a prick in that film. I mean, he's this beautiful psychiatrist. I mean, you could have had her. I mean, she just wanted to date him. I mean, you screwed that up. You just, you idiot. I would have stepped away. I mean, for this beautiful woman, I would have just stepped away from the game and said, look, yeah, I'm out. I got this beautiful woman. I'm just going to, you know, be with her. And you can go screw yourself. But, you know, he got a loss of the game, and I mean, he had a, he had a, a Marcus Sheen. He was really good. He got he got off. I mean, so everybody got kind of taken care of in that film. So um, definitely. So I'm not sure when the prequels are coming out, but um, if they did and it was done correctly, I definitely would see it. So um, it's just fantastic. So um, again. Uh, enjoy your sci-fi. Enjoy. Thank you for listening. And um, that's all I got. We got. It's raining. It is raining. It's raining, everybody. All right, guys. Um, make ours. Make ours. Uh, make mine's marble. Same brown baby time. Same brown baby channel. Thank you.